Ladies Rise for Their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast if you don't already, and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. Pretty please, if you're so inclined. Yes, please. And send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Well, now it's time for my favorite segment, uh, the Royal Refreshment. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. Clink, clink, clink. So this week, we are kicking things up a notch in our self-quarantine, um, quarantine stay-at-home orders. And this week, I'm surprising Roberta. I am drinking a delicious red wine. And I am also is- drinking red wine. We no! switched out our <laughs> cup of tea for some yep. Meghan Markle-approved full-bodied yes. reds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, as we know, one of her favorites that we have from the TIG that she t- mentioned on the TIG was a, am I going to say this right? Tignanello. It's an Italian red. Um, unfortunately, in my limited supply of alcohol um, under these circumstances, I did have red, but I didn't have an Italian red. But I do have, and I feel like this still counts, a California Pinot Noir, which feels apropos given that she now lives in California again. <laughs> Very apropos. I love that. Okay, I'm really, I'm really going to top you on this one because I <laughs> have a box of wine. <laughs> Roberta, I love it. Cabernet in a tiny little black box, and I'm going to pour myself some more. It is. It looks actually, very royal to me. It's not as bad as you would think, and the yes, the black box is pretty chic. I think. Yeah, um, I think even just the font, it looks very distinguished. I'm so embarrassed that I'm drinking boxed wine. Hey, you know what? It's red wine. I'm lucky to be here. Um, exactly, and now we can have our virtual cheers. I'm so pretending clink. it's clink. I'm pretending Cheers. it's Tina Nello and I'm Meghan Markle, so it's all exactly. Good. I love that we picked the same thing. I'm gonna try and kick it up again, but I gotta find a liquor store that's open, or I gotta figure that out. So we, we'll we need to coordinate next time. I like that we surprised each other and that we both did the same thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> While we're sipping, we wanted to shout out to our reader emails. We love hearing from you, so please, please, please keep writing in. It's honestly the highlight of our days. One of our favorites from last week came from Paige. She said, hello, Rachel and Roberta. Congratulations on your first episode. You did a great job. Oh, Paige, thank you. And I think it's <laughs> safe to say that the podcast fan base will stick with you. That is Paige, great you're the best. Hear. Thank I you so, so much. Following up on one of your topics, here's a picture of me in a version of the Princess Diana black sheep sweater that I bought off eBay a few years ago. There are some out there, but they're scarce. Looking forward to hearing from you in future weeks page and she sent us a picture of the sweater the picture and I love is it. amazing it's- I honestly I when I saw this email it just brightened everything about my week um you look incredible in it Paige and it makes me want it even more same and I um, love that she styled it similar to Diana over a white button-up shirt I love it yeah it looks amazing it also caused us to go down a deeper rabbit hole in regards to this sweater so I hope you guys bear with us on this but um it's as everyone recalls if you listened last week um this is the sheep sweater um, that Diana wore to a polo polo match at Windsor in 1983. So Roberta and I found out that apparently it was designed by Joanna Osborne and Sally Muir, Muir, I'm probably saying her name wrong, um, whose company Warm and Wonderful exploded after Diana wore their design. 
Roberta, they sold 500 in just the weeks after Diana wore it. That's so. crazy. And the, it's crazy that they sold 500 and at how much was it at the time? I think it was $98 a sweater. So right. this is 1983. So <laughs> I think we're talking like lingua. What the, what the like conversion I rate think lingua, is, lingua franca. It's like the lingua franca of yes. 1983 or something. Yes. If anyone knows those sweaters um, with the slogans on them and the, the knit, knit slogans, the hand stitch. I actually did um, just a quick Google search and there are some on Etsy too. And there are oh. definitely still some on eBay as Paige said. So it's it's out there, and if you want, you can even knit your own, right, Bowie? Yes. So I also found that apparently, as part of a charity um, endeavor back in 1984, that um, Joanna and Sally actually donated or published. I think they donated the pattern, and it was eventually published in McCall's magazine back in January 1984. Um, so you can actually get all the lines of how to knit it yourself. Um, I may or may not have sent it to my aunt. In Connecticut, I being like, it. you know, you're at home, you have some extra time. Here's exactly how you would put this together. I have not gotten a reply. <laughs> I love it. I I want to send it to my mom, but I know she'd be like, this is way too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the individual sheep, right? But um, anyways, back to Paige. We so we love that you sent that in, and the photo it. was incredible, and and we just um we're so jealous that you have that. So yes. enjoy. Yes, and cheers. Uh, Thank you for cheers. That in. Yeah. Um. So this leads us into this week in royal history. Now, this week in royal history. So looking back, on April 16, 1953, the Queen officially launched the Royal Yacht Britannia. Um, so some information that we know about it, it was actually pouring when the ship launched, um, but still more than 30,000 well-wishers showed up to see the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh in, in Clydeside. Um so some fun facts that I, I thought were really interesting about this. Um, the ceremony actually occurred approximately a month before the Queen's official coronation as Queen on June 2nd, 1953, because the ship itself was commissioned just two days after the death of Queen Elizabeth's father, King George VI, and took over a year to be completed. Wow. I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, um, and her appearance was also the first time the crowd got to hear the official name of the ship, which um, we'd love to play a clip for you from that time. For many months, there has been speculation about the name of the new yacht, and there's an air of expectancy as Her Majesty steps forward to perform the actual launching ceremony. I name the ship Britannia. I wish success to her and to all who sail in her. Oh my God, the I mean, reaction is to the when she says the name Britannia and the people are like so shocked and excited, I love that. Well, apparently that was the one line that you really could hear from the event because after that, the crowd went so wild that you couldn't even hear what she said after that. But oh, um, wow. I love, love hearing her voice. And I also thought this was cool. The ship, um, their yacht was actually christened with wine, not champagne, since we're talking this was like post-World War II um, and, wine, and champagne was actually considered to be too extravagant for the launch of a ship at that time. Um, and I love, yeah, this, so we're even more on brand with our, we are, Roberta. This <laughs> with is our perfect. glasses of red wine that I'm still <laughs> sipping as, as you tell me, me the too. history me too. of 67 years ago. It's wild. I know it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I might go on too much of a deep dive with this, but I found it so interesting. No, um, but please the yacht, share. so the yacht was actually designed with the option to be converted to a hospital, hospital ship, um, if necessary, but it was also the first Royal yacht to be designed for ocean travel. 
Um, And what that meant is that it became the honeymoon destination of choice for several royals. I love that. So we've got Princess Margaret and Anthony Armstrong Jones. Um, Roberta, do you remember his role in The Crown? Yes. Okay, so that's immediately the actors who I think (laughs) That's who I think of, too. I think of Anthony Armstrong Jones, yes. And I don't know if that particular scene was in The Crown. Do you know? I don't think that was in The Crown, I know that the ship, or I guess they built a model, a set for it, was in season two when Prince Philip embarks on his, like, six-month, like, tour of the world. And he goes to, like, Africa and the Amazon. Yeah. So well, it's because it was ocean ready. There right, you go. Exactly. <laughs> Always accurate, the crown. Um, but then Princess Anne and Captain Mark Phillips used it, but apparently they endured crazy storms and a t- and really spent the first week of their honeymoon completely seasick. Oh, um, and then famously Prince Charles and Princess Diana used it, and so did Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. Um, Di and Charles went around the Mediterranean, and Sarah, um, Andrew and Fergie went around the Azores. And then one, like, I just love this fact that apparently at the time, Princess Diana and Charles were so skilled, the crew that was running the ship were so skilled at dodging the press while they were at sea that the ship earned the nickname the Ghost Ship, which I thought was also really cool. That is really interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just love that. I love the use that they got out of it. And it was decommissioned in 1997. And the Queen actually wept openly about it when it was taken out of service. Um. I think it was just such a part of so many family memories for the entire royal clan. Totally. Um, and you you can still actually check it out. It's flo- It's now a floating museum in Scotland. And one final fun fact, the clocks re- aboard remain stopped at 3.01, the exact time the queen disembarked for the very last time. Oh, that makes me so sad. I know. I, I want them to like repurpose this ship or so- in some way or still use it or I something. think that they actually do use it for events. Can you imagine renting that for your oh, event? Oh my God. Yes. That would so, be amazing. It would be amazing. But I just, I, I think that it's so cool that so many of the royal, members of the royal family used it for their honeymoons. That's my favorite. Um, you know, just kind of thinking about the the history of it. But it is crazy that it hasn't been in use for now, you know, 23 years. Right. That is wild. Yeah. I had to ask my dad because obviously we lived in Scotland when I was younger if we had ever gone. And we didn't go to the museum, but I have seen the Waters Leith, which it's docked in. So they call it like Leith or the Waters Leith or Leith Waters, um, that area around Edinburgh. So that's where it still is. So you can still see it, which is very cool. So you, and I feel I like we need to plan a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I will make a trip out of that with you after yes, all and this. We'll get a glass of red wine after. Perfect. <laughs> we can drink it aboard the ship if they aboard let us Aboard the ship. On. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they would allow it, right? <laughs> Love it. Um, amazing. So moving on to our three stories of the week for this week's Royal Rundown. So our first story is how everyone spent Easter. And what a difference this year, right? It really was. It really was. So there was no St. George's Chapel this year. um, No, you know, spotting of the queen, all the fashions that you usually see. But there was still lots of Easter content on social media. So we'll go through each of the royals and how they kind of celebrated the holiday. Camilla and Charles did, uh, they posted about it. They had a pretty picture of daffodils. And they also um, announced that Prince Charles made his podcast debut, which cheers to them. Applause, because they, I feel like, are really embracing modern times. They're getting on a podcast. The Royals' um, ability to pivot and just take everything online has showed how nimble they are and just how, I mean, also the impressive, uh, you know, what technology allows us. 
in times like these. So exactly. I love, I mean, as we know, Kate did her first podcast earlier. Was it this year or the end of last year? It was this year, I believe. And, um, you know, I just think that, yeah, it was in February. So I feel like it really is kind of impressive how much they are just going all in. I love it. I hope to see more of that. So he, Prince Charles recorded a, uh, I believe it was a gospel reading um, and it was for Westminster Abbey's new podcast in called Abbeycast. So he read a which reading. Is very cute. From, I like that name. Yes, yeah, same. And it was John 20, 1 through 18, which tells of Mary Magdalene going to Jesus's tomb to find it empty only for the resurre- resurrected Jesus to appear to her. So he read that on the podcast. Um, he tested positive, as we know, for coronavirus and has recovered. So he was recording, but he was still recording the piece from home in his Scottish Highlands. So that was a really nice kind of way to celebrate. And and also, I feel like his services were, I think you could also hear them as part of the annual virtual or the annual Easter virtual services too. So it wasn't just the podcast. I thought that was really awesome that he did that. That is really nice. It's like he's yeah. there celebrating. And I'm still picturing his iPad setup. I wonder if they gave him like a better (laughs) podcast recording setup. But as he posted on their Instagram from the previous week when he virtually opened a hospital um, as part of coronavirus, I feel like he just really, uh, you know, he he used like a very kind of basic setup. So I'm hoping they gave him, you know, a better sort of booth for this podcast debut. I hope so too. But also it's like so endearing that he has to use like his own memoir to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to prop up to prop up his iPad. I know. Um, so- also his Oh, I was just going to say that his, um, I loved his Easter content with the daffodils because I felt like they really kicked it. I mean, it was, I believe they used portrait mode for that shot. Oh, it was gorgeous. And it, it there was, was a beautiful there was a photo. Theme. There was a theme. I was getting to that, okay. but I'm going to jump to that right now. That there was, Kate and William ha- also had a picture of daffodils in front of Kensington Palace in their yard growing. And then Princess Beatrice posted a picture of pink and white flowers on Instagram. So yeah, that's a total theme. It was right. a coordinated effort. I think they, <laughs> I am picturing them all getting together on house party and deciding like, okay, let's do flowers this year. That is, you know, just a universally well-liked Easter theme that will resonate it's with like everyone. Hope, yeah. Rebirth, growth. I think that it, you're totally right. Um, but I do, but going back to the portrait mode moment, I think Charles kind of won the game of the floral content. Is that he your really, favorite? That was my favorite. I mean, I, I obviously love the grounds at Kensington Palace. I feel like there's so much, for me, I just, it's one of my favorite places. It's so but, nice to see it because you don't often see that view of Kensington, which is nice. Exactly. But I feel like he just, I, I'm, I mean, perhaps he didn't take the photo himself, but I do like the idea of him and Camilla maybe going for a walk and getting down low and shooting it so you have like the building in the background and um, it was a really lovely photo. Their photography skills are really stepping up in this quarantine <laughs> in this time. I love it. Exactly. Um, Kate and William also, so they jumped on a Zoom call uh, right before Easter, and Kate called out William for eating all of the Easter candy. Can we play that clip? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of chocolate being eaten here, don't worry. Yeah, excellent. You keep eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Kate totally shaded William there. I loved it. I loved it too. And if you couldn't hear, she said he keeps eating it, like blaming him on the ch- on eating all the chocolate bunnies. So I thought that was hilarious. That that- well, it's nice to picture their Easter with that happening, right? It's like keeping it away from George, Charlotte, and Louis, and William kind of sneaking it all the way through. So they're like, you know, what a difference from last year again. But um, but I think that they really kind of delivered on giving us a visual of what their celebrations looked like. Definitely. And these Zoom calls really do. We'll talk about those more, but they really provide provide this kind of 
insight into their lives and their personal goings on that we don't normally see. It's like the unglossy version of them, but I still love to see that side of them, the playful side. That's of such Kate. a great way of describing it. I totally feel the same way. I feel like it's it's making them just so much more um have a much bigger presence and just feel really relatable for me. Um, which is awesome. But how did you feel? I'm curious because I know that you it was a low for you last week that you know that you wouldn't be able to see them all dressed up for Easter. So how how did you feel with what everything happened this year? Yeah, I mean, I was a little sad to not see all the fashions. That's one of my favorite things about seeing them all together is seeing all the different, um, you know, usually pastel hues that they all break out for Easter. And I think that was a little sad to not see. But also, it's like they really did post a lot. Um, they commemorated the holiday. So that was nice. It was good that they kind of still put themselves out there and made themselves known. And it was just nice to see. I I liked seeing that when I woke up on Easter morning on Instagram. So, um, and Queen Elizabeth gave another message, which I thought was great. She gave another speech. Uh, It was very moving. She talked about light overcoming darkness and we'll play an audio clip from that now. We know that coronavirus will not overcome us. As dark as death can be, particularly for those suffering with grief, light and life are greater. May the living flame of the Easter hope be a steady guide as we face the future. I don't know about you, Roberta, but I want Queen Elizabeth to have a podcast. I would. (laughs) I would. Die. I would love that more than anything. Hearing from her twice in such a short amount of time has really reminded me of how moving and how poignant her speaking is. Like just to yeah. hear her say these powerful messages. And I, I actually, after listening to the Easter message, went back and listened to her other speech that she gave um, concerning coronavirus. And, and it really echoed those sentiments. And it just felt like she's just you know, really there for the people and echoing kind of the same sentiments of like, you know, we will all be successful in this together. This mm-hmm. won't defeat us. We're going to look back and be proud of who we were during this time. Um, so I thought that that was, that was, it's really such nice. a source of comfort. It I was. totally agree. It's really soothing. I, I, I think that they, everyone really showed up. I mean, one notable absence, but you know, I mean, I think that they're kind of hunkering down right now is the Sussexes, we didn't hear anything from them on Easter, but that's, I'm not saying that to call them out or anything. I just think that that was like interesting. You know, we didn't hear from them. I know. And I, I hoped, I kind of hoped when, when I woke up on Easter and, um, when, when about my day that they would, you know, some announce some big news like about Archwell or, you know, release their web, their new website or mm-hmm. launch their new Instagram. And I was sad that there was no news from them. Or even I feel like I would love, I would have loved like a pic of Archie or something like a, you know, sweet, sweet shot of him or something. But at the same time, they don't really have an account right now to share it on. So I think. Right. Except it's, it's funny to me that at Sussex Royal, it still has 11.3 million followers. Yeah. So no nobody's like, I don't think anyone's dropped off. I think people would not be that. I mean, they did say their goodbyes. I'm just, maybe I'm being like way too hopeful about this. I feel like if they did post there, also they would get in trouble by the, with the queen, right? That's because it's true, still Sussex Royal. Not. They'd have to rebrand everything if they yeah. used it again. So they must um, be they must be in the midst of that. They're in the weeds with launching yeah. everything. So they're probably just laying low for now. And, and that's good too. I mean, you should, Easter is like a time of being home and kind of treasuring family and that kind of thing. So I, I'm not, I, I support it too, but it was nice to hear from everyone. I totally agree. Yeah. 
Did you have a nice Easter too? I did. Did you? <laughs> I did. I mean, it was a very like obviously social distance Easter, right. but there was an egg hunt. My son and I got out. I mean, it was it was fine. I made in, in it. Our, and I made by got cake. out, I mean in our yard. But you made a cake. I made a cake. <laughs> That's my proudest <laughs> accomplishment of probably this whole five weeks that we. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. It was. A, I hope a you cake make that when we're back in the office. A, in the shape of a lamb. Oh, it, and it was covered in coconut flakes, so it looked like it had little lamb fur. It was really cute. Now, if only you had the Diana sweater to wear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I if know those only. Were, mom, those get sheep, on but. it. I need my mom to knit it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, anyways, I hope everyone had a nice Easter, everyone yes. listening. Um, so moving on, um, some Harry and Meghan news that kind of broke um, was, um, so over the weekend, Dr. Jane Goodall, the famed ethologist and primatologist, who works with chimpanzees, revealed in the Daily Mail's Weekend magazine that Harry actually hinted at a possible royal exit last July. So, dun-dun-dun, as you'll remember, um, so, okay, so last summer, Harry interviewed Dr. Goodall for the September issue of British Vogue that Meghan Markle guest edited. Um, and during their chat at Windsor Castle, she actually got a chance to meet Archie, who was only a couple of months old at the time. But while she was holding him, she gave a royal wave and joked with Harry, I suppose he'll have to learn this. You know, the official, like, royal wave. I'm doing it to Roberta right I now. I love it. Um, the the <laughs> royal visual. scoop wave. Yes. Yes. But um, his reply to her was, no, he's not growing up like that. And um, I felt like this was a pretty big, um, not, I mean, I don't think Dr. Goodall was trying to get, like, all these headlines over it. But that's definitely, you know, kind of showing that he was really kind of thinking about this for a long time. Well, it definitely, it's now in the light that we see it in now, it's it's a blatant call out to their exit. But at the time, it's like no one would have thought twice about that. I don't think. Like, I, know. I remember writing about their interview and thinking like, oh, yeah, like he's not growing up like that. Like, oh, you know, the institution every day is becoming more modern and, you mm-hmm. know, stepping into the future. So no big deal. But exactly. then it's like, oh, he's not growing up like that. Yeah, exactly. Hindsight. Hindsight is everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree because this was obviously six months before their January announcement. Um, And now it sounds like Harry was, you know, it's easy to say he was over it at that point, but he might have just been like, kind of calling out to the fact that he really was, you know, I think he grew up under a lot of pressure. I mean, we've obviously heard the stories over the years and he has acted out, you know, in his teenage years and stuff like that. So it could have in that context just been like, you know what, I'm going to raise him a little bit differently. Right. Um, Like, was it an offhand comment to a friend? Like, Dr. Goodall is a friend of theirs, it seems like, and mm -hmm. they interact with her a lot and have her at Windsor Castle. So was it just this, like, you know, off-the-cuff comment or was it, Oh, he's not growing up like that because we're leaving the royal family soon. I know. It's a it's interesting. It is really interesting. And actually what, you know, an additional interview Dr. Goodall gave um yesterday um on Monday to the Radio Times, he, she added to this and she said that she actually mentioned that Harry's even having a hard time adjusting to his new California life. Um I have the quote she said, "I don't know how his career is going to map out, but yes, I've been in touch, though I think he's finding life a bit challenging just now." All of that makes sense, but it does sound like the, the two of them are regularly in touch. And I'm sure, you know, obviously these headlines get blown up out of proportion and um, amplified. You know, she might have just been, you know, saying he's, you know, figuring it out. But I do feel like it's a massive life change. And you add to that kind of everything that we're all going through with coronavirus to be away from home. I'm sure all of this is just such a huge transition. But Definitely. it does sound like something he was grappling with for a while. Right. And it is so interesting to, to know that she has talked to him and that 
he describes it as a bit challenging when, you know, for us, it's like, oh, they're just laying low. They're, you know, figuring out where they're going to live in LA or they're getting their website all together, their foundation ready, all these things. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge. Like he's transitioning from being a part of the royal family to being now to me, what I think is more of like a celebrity. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's always been a celebrity, but this is a different kind of celebrity. If he and Megan are living here full time or at least part time, as they said, they're going to go back and forth quite a bit, but still it's like, that's a very different, I don't yeah. know. That would be a it's huge probably, transition. I feel like it's probably hard to unlearn what he's learned in terms of protocol and how things go. And I mean, obviously the, you know, American way of life is quite different. There's a lot of similarities, but it's totally different than, um, you know, than what he grew up in. Um, and I, you know, but I think like kind of, you know, reading what doc, the interview with Dr. Goodall, like, I feel like for me, I feel like even if he didn't know at the time that he was going to make that change, um, I feel like, uh, you know, just adding for me, like being a mom, I do feel like I completely changed as soon as I had my son. I think that everything that was a priority to me. So it's like, you kind of have this sort of, um, future vision where you're like, this is what I, my belief now, this is not my belief. This is how I want to raise my kids. It kind of comes to you kind of quickly, I would say. Right. So um, anyways, I just think that for Harry, he probably was ruminating on all of that for um, and grappling with his decision to exit for a very, very long time. Right. So whether he knew then or not, um, but interesting, uh, what's it? Not perspective, but um, context from yes. Dr. Goodall. yes. So moving on, our third royal story of the week is that the royals are doing Zoom calls, which I love because this we're all on Zoom amazing. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this. I Maybe hope I should have said it. that so that no one, you know, Zoom bombs. No, I mean us. we're we're following what we should be doing. We are. Oh yeah, no Zoom, no Zoom bombing. <laughs> but don't I feel zoom like bomb our recording. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're so the royals are just the royals are just like us. They had so Prince William and Kate Middleton took to Zoom. We know it's Zoom because of the whole format. Um, we can tell from you know the screenshots they posted in the videos. They had three different Zoom calls. So Prince William had um, was on all three. Kate was just on the first one, and they talked first to a primary school Casterton Primary Academy in Burnley, England. Casterton. Sorry, that's a, that's a tricky one. It's a tricky uh, one to say. Yeah. <laughs> and that was last week. So they offered their thanks to the teachers that are at the school. The school is obviously staying open for the kids um, whose parents are essential workers. So either they're healthcare or they're grocery store workers or whatever it is. So they chatted with the staff and students and it was adorable. We're going to play it. Was it was so cute. We're going to play a quick clip from it. We just want to say a huge thank you to you guys and well done in keeping it all going and, and please pass on you know many messages of support for all the staff and all the volunteers they're doing a great job all the parents um who are, who are key workers to know that their children are as you're saying sort of um the normality is there for them and they've got the structure and they've got a safe place for them to be so really really well done um to all of you i know it's not easy circumstances but it's it's fantastic it's so nice. They say all the key workers because that's their essential workers. We're like, this essential workers. I feel like yeah, the, the British sounds... are so much more posh. They're like the key workers. Um, I love your accent. That was so impressive. <laughs> oh um, I totally, I love hearing their voices. I love hearing from Kate and William. And it's true. Like we just don't hear from them as much as we've heard from them during this time. We hear, we see them a lot, but we don't hear them speak as often as I would like. And this has been awesome for me. I just, 
I feel so comforted every time I hear from a royal. Definitely. And I feel like it's, like I said before, it's like a glimpse into their actual lives, which, you know, you're, you're kind of beholden to the handshaking and the quick wave and the smiles when they go to events and things. But this is like, oh, they're sitting at a desk in their Anmer Hall home, supposedly, um, they are, you know, probably you s- blocking their kids from running through right, the shot. Right, right. It's like, okay, George, Charlotte, Louis, please, like, take a nap right now. And <laughs> that you see, like, they have this like turquoise armoire behind them. You can see like a glimpse of the decor. There's a little, um, a little cute print of like a landscape yes. right behind Kate's head that I loved. Um, very understated. Everything's like beige and cream. It's very elegant. Uh, Kate's wearing a bright yellow Zara sweater or jumper. Why is that this. not in stock right now? I, I was like, <laughs> it's a past season. It's from it's from the Royal Archives. Um, but I do I do love the color of it. I think marigold, that mustardy color, is is such a a win on on most actually most um, for almost everyone. But I feel like it really is it pops in that Zoom call. Definitely, for her. and you can't see below the waist. Obviously, like I'm wearing my gray gross sweatpants right now. <laughs> Rachel can't see, but I was wondering if Kate would be wearing sweatpants. You can see a glimpse. She adjusts her her legs at one point. You can see a glimpse of what looks like maybe dark jeans or black jeans. That is an eagle eye, Roberta. I am impressed. Okay, so I spotted it because somebody else pointed it out. (laughs) But it was funny because she was like super uncomfortable and looking like she had to adjust. And it's like, oh my gosh, yes, that is how we all feel on these Zoom calls. I also love that William kind of like when they it first started, you know, he's like leaning on, I'm doing it right now, but leaning on my face and blocking his, you know, yeah. they say like, don't, don't cover your mouth when you're trying to talk, obviously. And he, right. he was very comfortable, but I just thought that that was kind of cool. It's like, all of us are awkward in video calls. Let's yeah. just be yeah. honest. Even the Royals, that, so. even the Royals. Even don't the Royals. feel bad if you have a weird Zoom call because yeah. it's totally fine. The Royals do it too. Um, yeah. And she had some really pretty gold fern hoop, or sorry, dangle earrings from Catherine Zoraida. Um, and their username is shown on the screen in the bottom corner, and it's a DOC. And for a second, I was like, Doc. Okay, like, Doc, what is that? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, Duchess and Duke of Cambridge. Okay, so I loved it. Duke Subtle. of Cambridge username. I love that we know that they probably have had to change it since then because of privacy or whatever it is. Everyone found out. Um, but that was how we do. Yeah. That they were zooming. Um, and yeah, then William, awesome. William had two more calls. He was named on Sunday patron of the national emergencies trust, which has doled out now close to, I think the conversion was like $16 million in emergency funds to different charities. Um, wow. he's the first patron ever. So he, uh, this is a huge deal for him. And he had two more zoom calls with a charity in Wales and one in Yorkshire. And he was his, you know, amiable dad joking self in both of these calls looking super relaxed. His shirt is like unbuttoned and you can see his chest hair and some of it. So I was like, Oh, okay. Hey, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and he just has such a great sense of humor. I love his sense of humor. And it, it's like what you kind of need in these dark, uncertain times. It's like, yeah, and it's interesting, and- like the juxtaposition, because it's like the queen, I really want the formality and I want, you know, to hear that kind of even tone that we always hear from her and expect from her. But I do feel like then Kate and William come in and it is that sort of mom and dad vibes where I really do feel like 
oh, you guys are making me feel so much better. And I like that you're here. I like that you're supporting everyone through this. Um, it just is awesome. And yeah, they just really have that, like, you know, they're, it feels like they're all of our parents. Definitely. And we're just seeing, we're seeing such a side of them. We don't normally get to see. He even, and the, one of the, the one with the Welsh charity, he asked, am I saying the name right? Like, did I just say that right? And it's like, oh my gosh, he, that's me all the time. I I feel like I'm always mispronouncing things. That's just so relatable. So it's been really nice. I hope they continue that. I hope they, you know, I'm sure they'll continue their charitable work whilst being uh, isolated. So it's really nice to see. So before we adjourn the Royal Pod, here are our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. So my high, I have one high and two lows. My high is a really, really big high. It's that Queen Elizabeth's dressmaker, Stuart Parvin, is making scrubs for the healthcare workers in in the UK. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. It It's like he's really taking to heart what she said. Like, we need to all be there for each other. We need to look back and think like that we are proud of how we acted in these times of crisis. I think that's awesome. That's such a great great high of the week yes and then my two lows first one womp womp megan and harry's new website archwellfoundation.com mysteriously redirected to kanye west's gold digger music video what no it didn't no it didn't which was like (laughs) oh my god the trolls the trolls it's horrible so when they announced archwell foundation of course people are going to i mean we looked up the instagram handle people are going to take it even a step further and they somehow got it to redirect to youtube and play the kanye west gold digger video and i look today people are horrible i know (laughs) and i feel so it's just like crushing i feel like all this work that they're doing for good is just like it's been fixed though right it's been fixed so i looked today yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) If you go today, it just says the website doesn't exist. So there's been progress made on that. On Instagram, if you look for the username Archwell Foundation, the page doesn't exist, which makes me Hmm. think that they are starting to build it up and that it hasn't been released yet. I don't know how Instagram works in the back end, but I feel like there must be some way where they can like build their whatever profile, messaging, following or, you know, posts, whatever it is, curate that before releasing it to the public. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they have, like, a personal person at Instagram that helps them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then my next low was Meghan Markle's wedding dress designer, Claire Waite Keller, stepped down from Givenchy last week. I know. And we don't know what's next for her. She didn't announce what her next chapter is, but she did say there's more to come from her. So that's something to look forward to. Also kind of sad, though, that such a... She made such an impact at Givenchy and, um, you know, designing Meghan Markle's dress was just one of the many amazing outfits that she created while she was there. Um, She also designed for Beyonce and so many celebrities. So it's just, it's a closing of one chapter. On to the next, though. Um, Okay, so my high of the week um, was this headline filled me with so much delight that Kate Middleton revealed her favorite celeb that she's met and drumroll, please. It's David Whoa. Attenborough. <laughs> okay, um, um, who is David Attenborough? I know that okay. I have heard his name before. 
So for those unfamiliar, he is the famed UK historian and broadcaster who's narrated so many, I think over 40 documentaries about the planet. Wow. Um, Harry and William and Charles were really involved with the debut of Blue Planet on Netflix, which was David Attenborough's right. um, okay, yes, r- yes, latest, yes. latest work. Um, and I know Kate has met him on several occasions, so there's that kind of synergy there. Um, but I do like picturing George at home, you know, being like, mom, put on Blue Planet again. Because, you know, I know for myself, like, you know, my son is watching over and over on repeat the same thing, whatever it is. I mean, I may, it may or may not be frozen. I'm trying to break him up that habit. But <laughs> oh maybe gosh. we'll show him Blue Planet next. Um, but I did really like that Kate kind of revealed, you know, of all the celebrities she could have picked, she's met Reese Witherspoon, Victoria Beckham, David Beckham, Renee Zellweger. But she went with David Attenborough. So it's- I love that. <laughs> And then my low of the week is just more, ugh, coronavirus. Um, please, whatever you do, do not delay season four of The Crown. We oh live for gosh, this. Please do um, not. So we, as you know, it typically comes out. We've, I think the previous three de- seasons have all been released with a November, December timeline. And supposedly in early March, Netflix kind of predicted that coronavirus could cause some problems. So they bumped up the final um, filming shoot date and got everything, you know, on on tape, as I'm making up, they say. Um, <laughs> but the the issue that I've read is that editing, you know, music, all the sort of post-production things might actually get delayed because of everything being shut down and shuttered and what equipment people have access to. Um, so the December release date of, of the next season might get put off, which no! is such a bummer. Oh! Come on. I know. No! I know. But I'm going to pivot this low into a high because I also read that apparently the film rights have been sold for the story of Wallace Simpson, the divorcee who married the Duke of Windsor, which led to him abdicating the throne in 1936. Um, So that would be amazing to watch. And even cooler, the production studio is in talks with Kate Blanchett to play Simpson. Oh my God. Okay. I can totally see that. And I think it would be amazing, amazing to watch her play Wallace Simpson. I'm really excited for that. I, okay, the low, though, we have to go back to the crowd. <laughs> I am so distraught right now. Because season four too. is when we would have first, first really seen Princess Diana. I know. And I that know. Really, I can't talk about it. Really breaks my heart. I do. Okay, let's have, let's, like, I'm You can't pivot your lows to highs. Your lows I know, I know. Lows. That's a low. <laughs> I know, it's a low, it's a low. But so I think that maybe, I know I'm trying to do it right now. I was just going to say, but maybe they did get everything recorded. But it, yeah, womp, womp. What if we have to wait till 2021 to see this? I'll be upset. I'll be I'll be mad. Upset. I'll be writing an email. Maybe when all this stops, like they can quickly get it together. This yes. is my plea to Netflix. Yes. <laughs> just churn it out. Get it on screen. We need the yeah. crown more than yeah. ever. Totally. Uh, okay. It's okay if the episodes run a little long. You don't yeah, have to no, be as, don't you know, edit we'll take it, it out. Leave it all in. We need all of the content we can get. Um, no, I, I am excited for the movie. That sounds really fun. And I think, I mean, Kate Blanchett's now in Mrs. America. And yes, I need to watch that. That's on my fabulous. list as well. And she's just, I yeah, mean, so whatever like, she touch, right. touches turns to gold. Right, exactly. Royal gold? I don't know. <laughs> Trying there. <laughs> the, the royal jewels. Um, the royal jewels. So just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, wherever you get your podcasts. Here is a real review from... From Maggie0916. I am going to miss K and L, but the new hosts are delightful. So excited to keep my Thursday morning routine of listening to Royally Obsessed. 
Caitlin and Lisa, I know. And we're trying to do our best to, you know, uphold the torch and fill those massive shoes that they left behind. And we are so excited to hear that you guys are loving it. And we will, you know, continue to bring you the best royal news we can. Yeah, that's such a nice note. Thank you so much for sending that through. Yes, thank you so much. And reminders to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram, again, at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Drop us a line at info at gallerypodcast.com or follow us personally on Instagram. Mine is at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. And I've loved that some of you guys have already followed us and interacted with us. It's been so much fun so far. So we really thank you guys for being so, so, so supportive. Um, And reminder to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Till next week. God save the pod. (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.